men are meant to be manly. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to have feelings. Bro, that's not true. I'm a man and I don't care what people say. What was it like to not only get to play the game you love, but to go in there and realize you're playing with legends of the show that you watched in the years previous? The second that people knew I was a newbie going up against OGs, bro, the hate was crazy. Who are you? Get off the show. Then it just kicked off racism. My mum taught me if there's ever something on your mind or on your heart, just throw it at the water and let the waves come and grab it and take it. What do you think one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome in life would be? But my brother um, had cancer. Mum held the fort and I was young. My family's everything. Big brother knew when he was asking me some questions in there. What's going to trigger Johnson? I used to talk to myself every single day. Sometimes I used to look like square in the camera and be like, today's going to be okay. I used to convince myself I was going out there to win that challenge. $250,000 is a lot of money. It would have changed my life. It would have changed my brother's life. And when I was the first one to drop the ball, I was like, David, everything. But it's the leader. The power of motivation, self-security is crazy. All right, welcome back. We're going to have some fun with this one. Uh, we have a massive fan favorite from Big Brother all the way to the final three. We we're just talking about it. Joe voted for him. You didn't watch the show, but if he did, he would have voted for him. You uh, Johnson Ashak, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming in, giving up your Saturday morning, our first weekend podcast. So here we go. There's always a first, bro. Bro, always a first and good to start with probably the best guest we've ever had. Definitely the best guest that's ever been on Big Brother on this podcast. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shots fired yeah, early on in the Brenton, podcast. Bro. Unlucky. Brenton. Um, dude, I want to talk to you about so much, man. I want to talk to you about your whole Big Brother experience, what that was like, then coming off, and just some interesting things about yourself. But where I want to start is you're like a massive super fan of the show. You've watched every episode of every season pretty much, right? My first question is, as someone who's been such a massive fan of the show, what was it like to not only get to play the game you love, yeah. but to go in there and realize, fuck, you're playing with like legends of the show that you watched in the years previous. What was that like? Yeah. So, Ray, first of all, thanks for having me here. Oh man, you're um, welcome. It was, it was so surreal. So yeah. if someone had said to me, look, you're going in. I had no idea before going in. You, you didn't know it was going to be no, like a mixed with old like contestants nah, and nah, stuff? I had no idea. Really? So we walked in and uh, we were the first three, Alicia, JC and myself. Yeah. First of all, People think, like, I love Big Brother, right? Yeah. But I don't have posters and banners <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. my whole life doesn't revolve around it. I yeah. love it, don't get me yeah. wrong. But I just want to make that clear that, no, I don't have posters and of yeah. Trevor or Team naked pictures wall. of Tim. No, that doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, but, yeah, I absolutely love it. I've loved yeah. it from such a young age. I've got pic pictures of me. My parents, we very rarely went yeah. to the Gold Coast. But yeah. when we did, it was like we spent three or four days at Dreamworld. At Dreamworld. Yeah, so you go into the Big Brother house. Yeah, yeah, pop yeah. Out. Um, yeah, that first eviction on day two or three. Mm. It was Mel from Melbourne, yeah. uh, Alicia from God Knows, yeah. and Lulu from Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just surreal. Mm -hmm. Sonia stopped the eviction and she goes to some people want to say, hey, and boom. Estelle, Dave, Tim, damn. and Reggie. And I was like, damn. You're throffing at this point. Oh, this yeah, point. I'm going, this is sick. Yeah. And then I go, oh, shit. Yeah, this you. is a game. Yeah. I know how mm. much people like them. I know yeah. how much people love them because I do myself, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew they were going to be – um, a fan favorite. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, all right, how do I play this? Yeah. Being 103 kilos when yeah. I first walked in, yeah. I knew challenge, like challenges was not my yeah. strongest suit. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I go, I've got to play this game like a strategic Yeah, game. yeah. I've got the gift of the gab yeah. and I've got um, incredible relationship skills. So I was like, I've got to work this to my advantage. Mm -hmm. So it was just started being me and yeah. being me and um, I loved it. It was, it was really weird to see them because they got older. 
Like, yeah. in my head, I was like, they're going to stay the same. And then I saw Tim, I was like, Jesus. Oh, it's like, rare jewel, come a long way. Yeah. Rare. Dave looks the same and Estelle, gee, she hasn't mm. aged. It must be all those, you know, plant-based things that yeah, she does, yeah. but God knows, yeah. What was it like? Like, obviously, from the outside looking in, all you guys, like the, the new crew, in a way, are kind of disadvantaged. You've never played the game before. And then you're going up against people that already people know and love who they are. Did you guys, like amongst the new guys yourselves, kind of get together and be like, or were you a little bit worried, like, fuck, it's going to be hard to beat someone like a Reggie or a Tim, yeah. knowing that even from the outside, Reggie, for sure, with the whole story and everything that's gone on, it's like, it's going to be hard uh, to yeah. beat. She was a big favorite from the start. Did yeah. you guys, were you aware of that? And you, you like thought, fuck, what are we going to do to beat these guys? Yes, absolutely, yeah. man. Like... You know, yeah. You know, man. Like everyone, everyone was like, "Oh, like when do we, when do we pull the trigger?" Look, to be honest, yeah, it was like it was almost Reggie was out of bounds for so long. Yeah, it was okay. like she was out of bounds. She was out of bounds, and then the double eviction came up. Yeah, with Tim and Reg, and mm -hmm. I go, "This is first of all my only shot." Yeah, at Reg. Yeah, but she was next to someone who I who had my back. Yeah, from the second I made. That deal, aside from the deal, yeah. bro, I actually get along with Tim. Yeah. Like, contrary to popular belief, Tim and I, like, in the house, we're actually real good mates. Mm -hmm. um, we share some incredible stories, and we actually got on really well. So, to me, it was, like, one of my very good friends yeah. sitting next to someone who I admired. So, it was yeah. so hard. And I knew Tim had my back. Yeah. On you, Tim, had my back. But do you ever really know, though? That's the question. Yeah, you do. What would they do if they, if they were in the position of power? Can I be honest with you? Yeah, yeah. Tim did everything he said that he was going to do with me. Mm. Yeah. And I knew that he was doing it because I think he wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, but also he knew what the TV wanted. He's a yeah. smart man. Behind yeah. all those curls is a... Has he done any... Like, he's done multiple re reality shows, right? Oh, he's done... So he did 2013, yeah. PB. Then he went to Canada and did 2016. Uh, made it to the end-ish and then pulled himself out. Yeah. Really? Pulled himself out. Yeah. He would have made it to the end. And honestly, he probably would have won it. He probably would have won it if he didn't take himself out. He absolutely killed it. Um, I don't know what else he's done, but because there's a lot more strategy involved in the like the newer seasons compared yeah. to when it was on back in the day. Well, right? Canada's very similar, man. Okay, yeah. Canada's very similar. It's like strategy. Yeah. It's gameplay, and it's very similar. If you make it to the end, yeah. The for example, if you make it to the top three, mm -hmm. the from number four yeah. to ten, they decide. So it's like oh, a survivor it's style. like survivor, yeah, the jury where they vote. cast their vote, yeah, bingo. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, if that had been the case, I think I would have won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so close as well. I hurts. know, bro. I know. But you know what? Like everyone's saying, oh, you cut, you didn't win. Are you this? Mate, like the fact that I got on. Yeah. I mean, this head shouldn't have been on TV. But the, the, the Mate, fact that it made it on. It's made for TV. What are you I talking know, about? I know. The fact that it made it on, I'm like, geez. Mm. Like the fact that I got on, the fact that I made it so far. Mm. Um. The second I left, my parents were like, mate, you'll be back. You'll be back next week. Yeah, yeah. My brother was like, how the hell, how the hell are you going to survive? Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to do me. I'm yeah. going to do me. And I did me and, geez, I made it far, man. I made it all the way to the end. Well, that's the best thing you can do, man, because obviously you can go into some a show like that and, and have a strategy. But if you're living in the pockets of people 24-7, like the best strategy is being yourself. I mean, yeah. like just be unapologetically yourself and hope that's enough to win people over. Then there's going to be an element of strategy yeah. over it. But if you're not going to be able to be comfortable, be yourself, you're going to, you're going to struggle to, to make that a long-term thing. Yeah. With When you walked in and you saw those guys who were like announced they're coming into the show <clears throat> and you're going to play with them, 
if you was there one of them, if you had to pick one that you were like, fuck, I'm actually really excited to get to hang out with this person or play the game with them? Yeah, Tim. Tim? Yeah. Tim, yeah, yeah. He's a dog, but he's really, really good. <laughs> nah, he's he's by far, he is by far. He is so incredible. He's so incredibly manipulative, but it's like brilliantly, in, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's so it's so it's so genuine. Like mm. he and he makes it clear. He's like, I'm here to play. He's here to play the game. Yeah. Um, and he wants the best for himself. Yeah. Because when you make it to the end, you don't split the 253 way. Mm. Right. Um, and there was so much controversy. Should he have stayed in the OG side? Should he have, it was, you know, he switched and he made a deal with myself. Should he have done that? Yeah. Would he have gotten further if he had stayed with the OGs? I think not. Yeah. I think it would have taken him out earlier. Mm. And there were so many opportunities that we could have, should have, but we didn't. Yeah. There was one time where I, openly saved him and it wasn't shown on TV. Ah. When I was head of house, I walked into the diary room and there were two columns. Yeah. There was a save and there was a nominate and there was the golden ball. And after Brenton had won his challenge, he was supposed to go straight to the diary room and nominate three housemates. I knew JC, Terrace and Brenton were going to nominate Tim Reginus Stell to push Tim out. I made this deal with Tim and I said, I'm going to be a man of my word. I told him I'm going to look after him. Wow. So I walked in. Johnson's the diary room, walking, <laughs> stressed, see this golden ball, nominate, save. First thing I think of, I've got power. I can use this as ammunition against him later on, save Tim Dormer. I Ooh. do so. Dave goes up in lieu of Tim and Dave goes home. Ooh. So when Tim goes to save me, when I'm standing next to Estelle and Gabby, there is some precedence behind this. There's something behind it. Yeah. And so it's not out of the blue. And what did the rest of, like, the, the new crew think when he did that, when he saved uh, him? Oh, complete backlash. They were like, what's going on here? Yeah. And I go, guys, just stay calm. Yeah. I, I've got something going. They're like, you got to deal with him. I was like, I don't have a deal. I've got yeah. a no-shoot policy, yeah. which yeah. is a deal, yeah. in essence. Um, and Alicia, Alicia, like, Alicia straight away, she was mm. like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why would you do that? And I said, you know why? Because he knows not to touch you, not yeah. to touch JC, and not to touch Taras. They were the three people that I wanted to look after in the house. And he didn't touch them. Mm. I said, let's get to the top 10 and let's have a discussion then. Yeah. And so that's what happened. But yeah, walking into that, like when I saw them, I was like, shit, like Tim's incredible player. And I knew, um, I, I, I knew how much people were, were going to love, it. like all of them, the other yeah. seven yeah. or all eight of them. I knew it, man. Like you just know, yeah. you get it, you know. And in the end, I think had there been – Newbies only. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Australia would have loved it as much. I think the show needed an OG at the end. Yeah. Or here I am sitting runner up, right? Yeah. But I know what the show needs. Yeah. So I think the show needed an OG. Mm. I just kind of wish it wasn't Reggie because yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> it's too hard to beat her, man. Exactly. Like, it's she a two hundred fifty thousand decision. She had everything. Right? She had everything yeah. to like everything on her side. Like she had the whole story. Yeah, I know, she was man, already loved the first time. And I remember seeing, it's so so funny, man. I remember seeing these articles um, posted about Reggie. I think it was while the show was still on. And be like, oh, how Reggie, like she's like part of this whole sob story to build it up. Mm. She doesn't have any money left over from the first winnings. Like, bro, that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> what do you expect? But yeah. everything was just building up for her. Yeah. Do you think, looking back upon reflection, being able to watch things that maybe you didn't see or weren't privy to at the time, do you have any regrets in terms of, decisions you could have made to maybe further your game better or do something that yeah. maybe eliminated someone earlier yeah. that would, would have helped you out? Bro, I get this question so often. Um, 
And had I won, I wouldn't have got this question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I wouldn't have changed anything. It's, bro, it's the butterfly effect. Yeah. You change mm. one thing Who knows and it that impacts happens. everything. Had I gotten rid of Reg or had I tried to got rid of Reg earlier when she, would, when she was sitting next to Dave and Estelle, yeah. I've made, I may have been kicked out at 10th yeah. or 9th. Yeah. Who knows, right? Um, I have made it clear on my TikTok and Instagram, bro. No, I wouldn't have changed a single thing. And yeah. although I didn't win, man, $250,000 is a lot of money, mm -hmm. right? It's a lot of money. And, you know, it would have it changed my life. It would have changed my brother's life, right? I made it clear. If I win... Before going in the house, and I said multiple times, yeah. if I win, I'm giving one, two, five to my bro. Yeah. Um, and the money would have changed his life, right? I'm glad it changed someone's life. Yeah. Right? And I hope it does. Yeah. And I and I know that it is, right? Um, but yeah, like, no, I wouldn't have changed a single thing. I have no regrets. I just wish I honestly, the only regret I have is when I was down the south coast working mm -hmm. and I applied, I wish I'd been like, all right. You're looking a little bit chunky and funky. Let's try and do some weights, some pull-ups, some push-ups. Yeah, no, right. It was like, yeah, nah. So nah, talk, nah. talk to me about that as well. Um, you obviously were successful getting on the show and made it really far. Yep. What advice do you have to people that want to apply and to kind of stand out to to cut to the casting team and to actually, you know, be someone that could make it onto the show? Like what I, I can see what you're like now. I saw what you're like on the show. So I can imagine yeah. your audition thing was pretty, you know, unique to you. But what, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to get on? You'll laugh. Okay. I really, I really, really. When I, when I watch my video back that I made, I'm like, why did they pick me? Yeah. What? How really? did they? Who sat and went, we want that guy with sideburns out to here. It was disgusting. <laughs> so it was peak COVID. Yeah. Right? Um, and my video was just me um, in my missus room. Mm -hmm. She's got a pink room. Right, and I set up her laptop and I press play. Yeah, and um, I think they give you about two minutes to three minutes, and I go, I'm not going to go two to three minutes. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go a minute. Yeah, I'm just going to be myself. Yeah, right. And I just was myself. Yeah, the whole time, man. And I was, I'm pretty confident. I, I'm pretty confident. I have ADHD. <laughs> right. I don't. I'm not I diagnosed. I definitely have a little bit as well, right. man. For sure. I'm pretty confident I have it. And you know <laughs> what? Um, I was just myself, man. Mm. And like you said. You gotta be yourself because people can see through shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? I've watched TV so many times, reality TV, and you're like, fake, 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 yeah. fake, real, 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 fake, fake, real. Yeah. Maybe on, the be yourself. Mm. People who are authentic, people who are genuine, people can resonate with you more. Yeah. And people watching will be like, ah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I, like I feel like I can resonate with this person. Same wavelength, same systems. I get them. So for me. Bro, my video was so like a minute of just boom, 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 yeah. boom. And that's what I'm like in real person. I'm 100 miles an hour and I was just myself. Mm. Um, what I do for work, um, how I am as a person, what I love, what I don't like, what annoys the shit out of me um, and what I value in life. Yeah. The next day I got a phone call and they were like, are you a real person? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why? They were like, your name's Johnson. Yeah. You're from Maroubra. You're an engineer. And you look like the way you do. And I was like, well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah. And they were like, cool, let's do this. Did you have to go meet them in Queensland or nah, Sydney or so, anything? Oh, so it's peak COVID as yeah, well, cause, right? Yeah, because it was peak COVID. It was, it, there was a lot of, there was a, mate, this, it was so rigid. Yeah. And it was like this interview, that interview, this interview, that interview. They pretty much want to make sure you're not a serial killer. Yeah. And, um, it's if, important. You yeah. Know? Well, you don't want to be in a house with uh, 20 pretty, other people. Yeah. cameras though yeah, for exactly, evidence. Exactly. So, look, um, 
I would have gone, I'm so glad, I'm so glad I was genuine. Yeah. And uh, my advice to people who are going on this next season uh, or who are going to apply for this next season, um, just be yourself. Mm. Be yourself. Don't try and be anyone else. Don't try and um, don't try and do things that you wouldn't do outside of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I think I pretty much have like OCD. Yeah. Um, I have ADHD, and I just showed it. I was like, "Look, this is me. Mm. Um, I'm really regimented. I'm really structured. Uh, I'll say things the way they are, and uh, I like I love people, and I love making people happy. Yeah. Um. So you know, you've got a sign up here that says "Love is the answer," and I think that that is so important. Mm. We'll get into a little bit about the show a little bit later on, but mate, the second that people knew I was a newbie going up against OGs, bro, the hate was crazy. Really, it came in 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 tons, mate. Wow, mate, my Instagram was blowing up with just hate, 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 and it came from left, right, and center. So you got some backlash to me, like you seem like such a lovable character. I don't yeah. understand that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know when people come on. And they blow up and they're on TV every night. People are going to pick little things that they yeah. can to, you know, try and whatever, drag you down or just have some fun. But what was the ba- dealing like, dealing with some of that backlash like for you? Well, well, I'll take a step back. Who's your favorite footy team? Bulldogs. Well, doggies. Yeah. That's why we, that's why you're we doggies got doggies Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're a doggies fan, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Any team that versus the doggies, yeah. they're like, oh, I don't like them. Yeah. That's exactly what Australia was like the second the OJs uh, walked in. Yeah. The newbies, bro. Yeah. yeah. We were the team. Versing the dogs every week, right? <laughs> yeah. People didn't like us. People didn't want us to win. Mm. So it was like, um, why are you in there? Uh, no one likes you. You've got a rubbish personality. Who are you? Get off the show. Then it just kicked off racism. And I was like, man, I don't need that. No. I know who I am. And I know that these are just people who want a little bit of attention. Mm. So all that hate, bro, I hit it back with love. And I was like, they don't know me. Yeah. You don't know me. So don't come at me with fire and fury because I'll slap love all over your face. Yeah, that's so the like, best thanks, approach. Like, thanks, bro, or thanks, like, mm. thanks, chick, whatever. Yeah. Um, have a good time. Keep watching the show. They were like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, why isn't he? Then as weeks, because I knew, obviously, I made it to the end, right? <laughs> yeah, so you're like, so I was oh, like, I'll chirp back I was like, you wait, bro. Yeah, just, yeah. Sit, just, you know, get off your high horse. Um, as weeks went by, their opinion of me changed because they got to know me. Yeah. My parents came in. I'm bawling my eyes out. Yeah. I start to show this love. You don't know me, yeah. right? So all the backlash, all the resent, like all the resentment, all the um, all the hate, bro. For me, it was love is the answer, and just yeah. persist through. It was hard, don't get me wrong, um, but the way that I was portrayed, that was me. Yeah, that was me, man. Like no cameras, no. Like it was me to a T. Yeah. Um, Look, sp- speaking about that, you you seem like you're a bit of a footy fan, so you'd you'd, yeah. you'd know what's been happening. One thing that I, I fucking can't believe, man. It's so stupid. Obviously. You saw the news about Paul Green yep. last week or two. Right. Obviously, tragedy, so sad. Like anyone who's struggling with mental health, you just don't know what people are going through, right? And <clears throat> what really annoyed me about this situation was all those articles about Paul Green will get posted. All the comments are, we need to take mental health seriously. Like rest in peace, it's so sad. Like you've got to be kind to each other. And then the next, the next week, Trent Barrett gets hired as the assistant coach to power. Everyone online bullying him. He's going to fuck the whole club up. He's a pathetic. Ha, 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 ha. He's going to come last. Yep. Jackson Paulo, the Rabbitohs winger, drops a couple balls, getting death threats. I'm like, guys, right. you say how bad it is in one vo- in one breath, and then the next second you're back to online bullying and trying to drag people down. Mm. I don't understand it. Consistency, bro. Yeah. There is no consistency. And I love the fact that you brought up mental health. Mm. Bro, I can't tell you. So 
I can't tell you how important mental health is to me. It's yeah. actually it's one of my three. It's one of the three pillars that I live by. Right. Yeah. I've got three pretty big pillars coming out of the show that I want to like touch on. Yeah. And one of them is mental health, okay. and one of them is just getting real, being real with yourself. And I'm so glad, bro, you brought it up. Yeah. Because I I know what it can do and how divisive it can be. Be consistent. If you want to talk about Paul Green, be consistent about being empathetic, exactly. about understanding people's potential situation. You don't know. You pick up the phone, speak to someone who you haven't. If you're if you're driving down the road and you see someone on the side, smile, say hello. Mm. It could change someone's life. My thing coming out of the show was if I didn't be like if I was an engineer, bro, I probably would have done teaching. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I would have probably I probably would have gone into teaching because I love I love giving back. I love watching someone's face and like, oh, I get it, right? My thing is now I want to develop or I am in the process of coming up with a a seminar, a presentation um, with a couple of mobs um, to talk about mental health for adolescents and for men. We don't Mm. talk about mental health often enough. We talk about it, but I work in construction. And the second someone talks about it or discusses it, it is, um, it's, okay, there's a, there's an unconscious um, maybe thought or there's an unconscious uh, look towards someone who discusses it because that's how we're trained, that's how we're built. Men are meant to be manly. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to have feelings. But that's not true. Yeah. Turn on the TV, switch on Channel 7 and watch how many times I cried on Big Brother. I'm a man and I don't care what people say. I'm all about emotions. Bring, talking about your emotions, bring mental health to the forefront and make it consistent. If we want to be consistent about Paul Green, whoever's dropping the ball on the mm. sideline on Friday at 7.30, you know, on Channel 9 with the doggies or whatever mm. it might be, who cares? It's a game. People have feelings. People bleed red. Yeah. We're all humans. There's an expectation and people's expectation is not real. Get real is my thing. Mm-hmm. If you wanna, if you if you wanna be consistent, you know, RIP, right? It's sad. Let's be consistent in NRL, in EPL, in NFL, you know, in mate, in like women's league for for rugby league. One of my mates I was just chatting to in the line at the barber. He was like, my missus struggles to come to terms with the fact that yeah. You know, some of the women that start in uh, NRL now start at 10K. NRL just bumped the the male salary up to 124,000, mm. between 100 and $124,000 as a minimum per year. Let's get real. Let's let's chat about it, yeah? yeah? I had no idea. I was like, yeah, sweet. That's cool. That's cool. I was like, what, does she work? He's like, yeah, she works, man. She has to work. She can't yeah. afford to be on $10,000 a year and play, nah. you know? So let's get real. If we really want women's league to, you know, to be up there, let's get real. Let's mm. push it. If we want... You know, if we want to bring more teams, four new clubs next yeah. year, right? Let's get real. Let's talk yeah. about it. Bring it to the forefront. I had no idea they earned ten thousand dollars a year. Although full time workers, yeah. although full time NRL players, I had no idea. That's why their season's so short because they they can't, can't they can't it. afford to do that long term. That's well, right. hopefully there's there's more money coming into the game and it will change. To that mental health point, like oh, yeah. the people whether they're messaging you because they you, they saw you as the enemy or it's one of these coaches that aren't having the best performance. Think about it this. If you're someone who gets a kick out of sending someone some sick or condescending message on Instagram, 
okay, you get a kick out of that. What if they are struggling? And what if you've just sent someone that message and the next week it's now this person committed suicide mm. and you were one of the people in their DMs mm. kicking them while they were down? How are you going to feel about it then? Like you might get that initial kick, but really think about what your, right. your words can have consequences to people that can be fatal, that can be yeah. critical. So think twice before you fucking do that type yeah, of stuff. 100%. And sometimes, sometimes it's, well, it's the, it's the analogy of the straw that broke the, cam that broke the camel's back. Yeah. You don't want to be that straw, nor do you want to be the first, second, third, fourth. Exactly. doesn't matter what number you are in the sequence. Shut up. Yeah. Right. Just shut up. Like people have an expectation of each other. <clears throat> Sometimes when you go to work, I'm a big like I'm a big personality. I'm myself. Yeah. I'm loud. I walk into work. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. How you going? Banter. But my work's very professional, right? If I walk in and I don't say good morning to maybe one or two people, it's like, what? What the hell? Mm. What's wrong with Johnson today? Right? And sometimes you're offbeat. Yeah. But it's okay to be offbeat, man. Mm. It's so okay to be offbeat. I. Again, in construction, you are consistent. You're a man. You're supposed to be this. No, 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 no. Sometimes I walk in on a Wednesday or a Thursday and I'm not feeling myself because I didn't sleep well or I had a pretty shit meal and like dinner and I didn't sleep and my stomach was turned out. And I get to work and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. That's normal. If I don't say it's – everyone has their phases. Everyone has their hurdles. Don't, don't be that person that ruins another person's day. Smile. Wake up and just make people's day because it can change their life. What is it? it can. What What is it like in construction? Obviously, to me, my I'm uh, I wouldn't say I'm a blokey bloke at yeah. all. Like I, you know, I make content podcasts yeah, yeah. and have a fucking laser hair removal yeah. business, right? Oh sweet, um, bro. I, yeah, I know. Fuck, I hook <laughs> you up. So my a lot of my friends and my my circles, we talk very openly about mental health and struggles and different things you can do to improve it. Um, but I know that's quite like a, a, a small pocket of society. And, and it has moved forward from 10 years ago. Like when we were struggling, never would talk about it. But in terms of like, okay, we look at like the generation above us, like poor green generation, they talk about it very little. And then the construction boys, the tradies, I'm guessing I, they still feel a lot of hesitancy to talk about it. What's it kind of like in construction? You would, you're in there, you see yeah. it. And has it changed at all? Is it starting to shift to more openness or? I think it is starting to shift. You have to remember um, the guys that I work with now are the guys that used to wear flip-flops, shorts, and a, and a singlet to work, mm. right? These are the guys that probably would, wore, probably would have worn a hard hat um, and had beers at 3 o'clock, right? So they are regimented. You can't change what they think. Let me tell you, I'll be honest, I've seen a shift. In only five – I've only been in construction for five years now, um, and I've seen a shift in the past five years. Don't get me wrong. There's, it, it's still got a long way to go. Right, uh, but there is a shift. There is a change, and it's moving slowly. At pre-start, we talk about mental health. Um, in the like, and now the company that I work for, we are pushing towards working only five days a week as opposed to six or seven. Yeah, working six days a week is hard, right? Working seven days a week is hard. So when you take that two days to yourself where you can unwind with your family, with your loved ones, with whatever you want to do. You want to go to the snow. You want to go mm. to Queensland. You want to do whatever you want. Do it. The industry is changing and it's changing very slowly. Yeah. And um, that's, something, that's something that I want to change. I want to bring to the forefront. I'm a mental health first aider in my company, in, in the company that I work for. Um, I've done a mental health 
first aid course. And, um, mate, let me tell you, your eyes, your eyes definitely are wider and you pick up on a lot more things than what you, what you would have, what you wouldn't have seen beforehand. Mm. Working down the South coast for about a year and a half, two years, smack bang COVID. People can't come back up to Sydney. The LJs that were locked down. People couldn't see their families, their kids, their partners, what have you. The number of people who approached me to talk about their mental health was crazy. All anonymous at work. And it's my responsibility. You instantly feel responsible for these people's lives, right? Because I take, we take pride in what we do, right? Look at this place. It looks incredible, right? You've done an incredible job in like your walls, the curtains. It looks incredible. You take pride in what you do. I take pride in what I do whether it's my job or it's someone coming up to me for some advice. Watching that person go from, look, man, I'm really struggling and I don't know if I want to be here. Where? The South Coast? No, no, no. In life. To now I have regular chats with them. Bro, thank you so much. Mind you, this person is late 40s, early 50s, would probably have never had this conversation if the mental health had like wouldn't have been brought up. So important. It's so important, man. We have um, anonymous, you know, phone calls that you can pick up, dial, hey, this is how I'm feeling. You don't know who it could be. So when you go to work and you're having conversations with people, just remember it could change their life. Mm. Just don't be the first straw or the last straw to break that camel's back. Mm. Yeah. Do you see the mental health journey and you're continuing to explore this on top of just the engineering side being a big part of your purpose and what you want to do over the next, say, five to ten years? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I am – I don't know I don't know what it's going to look like over the, five te- over the next five to ten years for me. I love my job, right? I'm a civil structure engineer. Go to work, build bridges. We do – we start at 6.45 pre-start. I leave the east to get to the west at like 6 or 5.45 to get there nice and early. I don't get home till 7, 7.30. Right? It's long, it's grueling, but I love it. Okay? How long I can do this for, I don't know. Right? I love my job and I want to be there and I love being there. Uh, and I can see my and I can see myself going further in the company. But it's like, can I run these two things concurrently? And that's what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. I want to still be in engineering whilst running this uh, mental health, let's get real conversation in schools, in workplaces, um, and just being the real person that people can talk to. Mm. Um, During the journey of Big Brother and after, people hit me up all the time. Bro, how are you feeling after the show? Um, How did you feel when people hit you up and were slamming you? Um, Yeah, fine. Well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I did a post last week or two weeks ago on Instagram and it was like the construction industry – for most of you who don't know or for those who don't know, I'm in the construction industry. It's hard. It's long. There's unrealistic expectations. And if you're in my industry or others, have a chat with me. Bro, my DMs blew up. Really? My DMs blew up. And I took time to respond to every single person, bro. There were people in the child uh, in the child care industry. There were teachers. There were nurses. And they're all like, man, our hours are crazy. And the responsibility is crazy. And the reward is zero. The reward is second, is second to like rubbish. Right? So what do you do when you've got a mortgage? What do you do when you've got rent? It's about finding that happiness outside of work that keeps you going. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's what I'm looking for, man. That's what I want to do. So get real, 
real talk. There's all these all these like things that I want to do. Um, that I want to go into schools and I want to watch boys and girls right sit in front of me and just go, man, this guy went to school, sm- like smash school, like absolutely. Like fortunately, bro, my schooling experience was incredible. Yeah, went to uni, smashed uni, went straight into like went straight into the work workplace, started working, killing it now, right? I just want people to look at me and go, okay, I myself, there are times where you doubt yourself and it's okay. It's okay to doubt yourself sometimes, right? But just remember who the, like, who are the people that you love, why are you here, what makes you happy and it just mm. keeps going. It, th- bro, they're hurdles. Yeah. Life's not going to be easy. They're hurdles, man. So many hurdles in life. I love that. So what, what your three pillars, the first one was – um, like be yourself, like yeah. authentically yourself. Yep. There was the speak to someone, the, me- the mental health thing. Yep. What was the third pillar? So, so, okay. So coming out, it was like, all right, what do I want? What do I want people to, to know me by? Yeah. And the last one is giving back. Right. Um, I, so my background is Assyrian mm-hmm. and no one know, not many people know who Assyrians are. My right? best mate's Assyrian. Is he? Shout out to Evan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what's Evan. going on? Yeah, big Ev, eh? Yeah. Big yeah. Ev. Yeah. Big Ev. Evan Elia. There we go. <laughs> Evan Elia. I got a shout out from I the know, Assyrians. I know. Straight on the phone. <laughs> okay. That's why he was going for you because he felt like, so there's an Assyrian on Big Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are the chances? Mate, I was, I was actually, uh, mate, when, Assy- when Assyrians see me, it's like, I'm like any You're other like the Assyrian. Yeah, Sydney, I know. Bro. I've got one eyebrow. I'm hairy as hell. Yeah, bro. I need some laser. Anyway. I will send you some laser <laughs> stuff for sure. Um, yeah, man. So for me, it's about giving back and um, giving back to not only communities uh, who don't have a voice, communities who aren't heard, communities who are heard and need to be, you know, uh, spoken about, right? Uh, there's, a, there's, an in, there's an initiative coming up called Burpees for Boobs. So doing... As many burpees as you can. I'm not the fittest bloke, but I'll do as many burpees as I can to, you know, to raise money and awareness for women with breast cancer. Um, in in my family, my immediate family, um, we had cancer riddled, right? So for me, it's like, bro, I want to give back. I know what it was like when a family member, an immediate family member, uh, was a victim of cancer, right? So I want to raise awareness. No, no one's life is perfect. No one knows my history or yours, man. So I want to raise awareness. Whether it's, you know, voluntarily giving back and, you know, just speaking out for those who don't really have a voice or, or, or for those communities who don't have a voice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very passionate. I'm very patriotic. I love who I am. I love being a Syrian. I love where I've come from. I love the journey that my parents have gone through to get me here today. My parents weren't born, you know, in Australia, bang, in Maroubra. Hell no, bro. <laughs> Hell no. You know, my mum is one of 12. My dad's one of eight. My mum is from the south of Iraq, a city called Basra. And my dad's from a city just west of um, Baghdad called Ramadi, right? Ramadi, I think that's how you say it. Moved to Greece, got married in Greece, came to Australia in 1980, 81. Had nothing, right? Had to borrow blankets, had to borrow pillows, right? From the Salvation Army or from the, from the Red Cross. That's what it was. From, from the Church of the Red Cross or the, or the Red Cross. I had to borrow a mattress, a pillow, a blanket. And today, here I am, right, in 2022, thanking them for everything they've given, they've given me. So, bro, that's that's my thank you, man. Yeah. And uh, that's my reason why every day I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, you guys have done so well. 
to be living in such a beautiful city, Sydney, Maroubra, right, in the east, so close to the water, um, and just, you know, being happy. They're so happy, bro. They're just happy people, right? Um, and so that journey, I want to take it back and go, okay, what was, what was dad's life like? One of eight mums, one of 12, right? They had nothing. They came from nothing, mm. right? But it's like, bro, you know, you are who you are today because of the, the people around you growing up. Being 26, for 26 years, I've been molded and shifted. And also it's, the, it's those values, right? Mm. Go back to those values. Go back to who I am. So I want to I want to give back and and I'm glad people know that I'm a Syrian and on the show um, I was I was I'm proud right I took an Assyrian jumper in and one of the boys Taras wore it towards the back end of the show <laughs> I'm so glad he wore it because people were like what the hell yeah right so um, you know giving back that's that's the third pillar giving back to whether it's you know raising awareness for for breast cancer for cancer in general for raising awareness for um, the minorities. Um, or for those who have a massive platform that just need uh, a different person mm. that looks like me, that doesn't look like everybody else, yeah. right? So speaking real and just, you know, having having that that valuable uh, kind of relationship because people, mm. when they look at me, they go, yeah, he's real, man. Like he's real. I hope. Like he's real. Qu- question I have for you after yeah. what you were just talking about there and in, in wanting to be that person that people can go to and connect with and speak to if they're struggling, whether it be like on your socials, like you mm. mentioned, or in construction where people can, can contact you. What I want to know is what's that like for you to be that person? Because it's a lot of extra pressure and emotional stuff placed onto your shoulders. How do you deal with that? Good, good question, bro. Since the show, bro, since the show, I feel there's a filing cabinet that's now empty. Since the finale, I've got a filing cabinet that says emotional space that's empty. And I'm so glad that that filing cabinet is empty because I'm able to give back now. Mm. For how many months it was full of just, okay, you know you're in the top three, you've made it so far, can you win, will you win, right? What's going to happen? Is this going to, like, you know, doing something on the show is going to impact what people think about me towards the back end? Now that that's empty, there is an expectation for people, you know, that look at you and go, all right, we have an expectation for Johnson to be himself, to be that guy that's allowed, that has an, like funny personality himself, uh, takes a piss out of himself, uh, still loves his family, you know, loves this. There is that expectation. And sometimes that expectation does get overwhelming. But it's exactly like that analogy that I gave at work. Five days a week, if I walk into work on the Wednesday or the Thursday and I'm like, I'm not feeling it today, it's sometimes it gets to you. It's okay, bro. It's okay that it gets to you. Because of the seven days, one isn't fantastic. There is pressure from it may be, it may be direct or indirect for you to be a certain person. Mm. Today, waiting in line for a barber, like waiting for my barber to open up. Um, I waited 45 minutes by the way. <laughs> um he, some lady walked past with her son and she looked at me and she waved. I go, hey, what's going on? And she came over and she was like, oh my God, Johnson, how are you going? <laughs> Bro, I had just woken up, just gone to the gym. I hadn't eaten, I hadn't had my coffee. But there's that expectation mm. of people, of me, 
to be a certain breed, to be a certain type, right? Now, I'm not going to be fake. I'm going to be myself. Hey, how are you going? You have to remember these people watched you, supported you, and probably messaged me, right? Yeah. So And probably voted for me to win. Yeah. So you've got to give them the, the respect, the effort that they gave you through the time that you were in the house or afterwards. So for me, it's, it's hard, um, but it's very natural. And people ask me all the time, bro, are you over it yet? Are you over walking down the street? People are like, oh, let's go from Big Bow, let's go from Big Bow. Are you over it? No, I'm not over it. I enjoy it, man. I enjoy mm. it. Whoever walks up to me and says, hello, bro, grab a photo. It, it makes me happy because I know what I was like when I pointed at someone. You know, I saw SJ, who was, in a, who, was last, who was in last year's Big Brother, at a club in the city. Never in a million years what I thought was did I thought that I was going to see her. I saw her in a club and I walked up to her and she looked at me. And what's crazy, bro, is she looked at me and she goes, the first thing she said to me was, you have an incredible aura. Mm. You don't know me. You have no idea who I am. <laughs> and you're telling me I have an incredible aura. A year later, um, she messaged me and she goes, I can't believe that the guy that I said you have an incredible aura to in establishment at a club in the wow. city is now on Big Brother. And I'm like, how small is this What world? are the chances? What are the chances, man? Right? Oh so God. it's like when people come up to you, give this, I, I give the same effort. It does get draining. And that's why sometimes I just like try, I try and switch off. Mm. I try and just sit down and just my outlet is the beach and coffee. They're my two. Like love coffee, but the beach for me is like you can just, you can just throw your thoughts and, and feelings out there. Um, in addition to that, that's something that mum taught me. Mum, once mum and I were walking down the beach, mum doesn't really do stuff. She works, I don't know, she comes home, uh, very regimented, right? And um, loved taking her out to the beach. And one thing she said to me was, Johnson, when you, we sat and we're looking opposite the beach and she goes, Johnson, my mum taught me that if you're ever thinking about something that's, like if there's ever something on your mind or on your heart, just throw it at the water and let the waves come and grab it and take it. And since then, I'm like, I get it. Like for me, that's just been my outlet. If I'm feeling a certain way, if I'm thinking a certain way, go to the beach, throw it out there and like the waves will take it. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's so many small things in life that I'm like, I appreciate, I appreciate, I love. And it does get overwhelming sometimes. So if you're pretty level-headed like myself, I'm fortunate and it's, it, it is pretty easy. But at times it can get a lot. You you said mental health is something that's like core to who you are mm. and something you believe in, right? I imagine at times it can be quite hard, you know, being locked in a house with a bunch of people for, for long periods of time. What did you do to look after yourself mentally, look after your mental health and, and, and keep yourself sane while you're in the house? Was there any habits you had to do or anything yeah. you had to do to center yourself and not kind of lose your mind in that very unnatural environment? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so probably a couple things. Um, I used to pray. Mm -hmm. Every night before bed, I prayed. Um, and I kept that to myself until Brenton walked in. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I used to just pray to myself and just be like, God, hey, you know, I'm in this house uh, with all these crazy people. Just help me. Help me. Just don't don't help me. Just be by my side, whatever I'm going through. Yeah. If I'm emotional, just be by my side. If I'm if I'm angry, be by my side. If I leave tomorrow, just be by my side. Whatever you want, 
you can have. This is not me. This is not me. Yeah. Right. This is your will. Right. The second thing was I used to talk to myself heaps. I used to have, I used to pep talk every single day, bro. And that's why when big brother took the piss out of me <laughs> and decided to shout me a, a, a zinger box, um, he wasn't taking the piss. Yeah. He was not taking the piss. It was being, it was being real, man. I used to talk to myself every single day in every mirror. Sometimes it just looked like square in the camera and be like, today is going to be okay. Yeah. Like you're going to win today. This is your day, mate. It's going to be tough, but you're going to go out there and you're going to get very, like everything. I used to walk into the diary room and I shit you not, bro. I like, I'm not the fittest guy, but I used to talk myself up and I used to try and convince myself. I used to convince myself I was going out there to win that challenge. That's how much pep talk. That's the, that's the power of being able to talk to yourself and motivate yourself. That's what you can do. The power of motivation for yourself is incredible. I used to convince myself I was going to win. And when I was the first one to drop the ball, I was like, gave it everything. Right, yeah. but it's the lead up, the power of motivation and self. I don't want to use the word self preservation, but more so like self security is crazy. The ability to talk to yourself and convince yourself is is that something that you did before you went in the house yeah. and took in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you something you still yeah. utilize yeah. like in the outside day world? to day, man, day to day. It's mm. it's a it's something it's something that I do. Religiously, funnily enough, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that I do do, man. And um, I do talk to myself. I know it does sound weird, but you do have to, man. Like sometimes you're like, you know, you have those thoughts that go in your head. It's an hour drive from my workplace to my home. And in that hour, let me tell you, I think about if I can cure cancer or what I'm going to have for dinner. There's so many thoughts that go through your mind, bro, <laughs> right? And you've got to talk to yourself. Um, in that hour, I'm dialing people. Oh, let's have a chat with this person, that person. And I go through and I, and I talk to all those people. But then there's you, you do talk to yourself and it's about motivating yourself. What am I doing? How can I make myself happy? That's what life's about, bro. Yeah. Two things, health and happiness. And I pray for it pretty consistently in my life, mm. health and happiness. Well, talk, talk to me about the day that uh, Brenton walked into the house, what you were thinking. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, when Brenton walked in, right, I walked in. Well, he – so first of all – Because he came in pretty late. He was like one of the later – Yeah, he right? came in late and he lasted way too long. He <laughs> nah, he was um, – so when, when he walked in, it was like day 20-something. Mm-hmm. Would have been just before halfway. And um, every day in that house is like a week. So yeah, you survive a day, you're like, oh, that's another week gone. So when people walk in, man, you're like, go away. Yeah. He walked in. I was in the spa, had no shirt on, right? My titties were hanging out. My gut was hanging out. I was loving everything about it. He walks in with Jules, Rangi Heiwe, and he walks in and he's tall, he's dark, he's handsome, and I'm going, of course, you bring someone else that can beat me in a challenge. He's, he probably can play this game really well. He's tall, dark, and exactly like, bro, I walked in to the diary room and I was like, big brother, what have you done? You've sent someone in, tall, dark, and handsome. Jules had her arms were the size of my quads, bro. I was like, <laughs> I can't beat these people, right? Then I walked out and I, ha- and I had a conversation with Brenton. And I was like, righto, you're tall, dark, and handsome, but leave the talking to me, bro. <laughs> and, I, and he was like, and we just clicked, bro. Yeah. I saw the cross on the back of his neck, on, on his ear, I think it is, just behind his ear. And I was like, cool, man of faith. Yeah, He's going to have some pretty cool values, right? Whether he's a man of faith or, or a man without faith, 
that was the first thing, first thing that was drawn to me, right? So I was like, let's have a conversation with him. We're walking down the, um, the hallway and he looks at me and he goes, bro, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? Who do I need to side with? And I looked at him and I go, all right, there's two ways I can answer this question, right? I can give him what I think yeah. or I can let him think for himself without prejudice. So I go, bro, I'm not going to tell you anything. You've got 24, 48 hours, whatever, how, how, like however long you're here without being eliminated to work out who's going to be your team effectively and who you vibe with the most. And he goes, bro, you sure? And I said, yeah, man. I said, you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll pick up on it. 24 hours later, he comes up to me and he goes, bro, I get it. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're my number one. And I was like, why? And he's like, bro, you just get me and I get you. And I was like, boom, mm. straight away. Bro, that was for me, that to me was like, I can inflict or put pressure on this guy to feel and think a certain way. But I go, no, no, no. For once in the game, I'm not going to be manipulative. Yeah. I'm going to let this guy think for himself. And he did. And um, and I think that's why Brenton and my relationship in the house as well as outside the house now is so genuine because we're both mm. genuine. We're both um, – the relationship that we developed wasn't one that was fake or that relied on strategy. Yes, we played the game together, but it was one that was developed off trust and, and, and relationship. You know, the guy, the guy was um, – you know, when he walked in, we used to pray every night. We used to go in, we used to pray every night. It went from me to me and Brenton, to me, Brenton, Leash, JC, Terrace, wow. to me, Brenton, Leash, JC, Terrace, Drew, Gabby. We At one night, we ended up having a, a a prayer circle of about nine people. Wow. So it went from one to two to nine. And whether, whether that's what got us through the night or people wanted to touch into that, Faith aspect in their life was that a start? Maybe was it was it uh, was it something that they just joined in because they felt included? Maybe and whatever it was, I'm glad we did it because sure as hell, bro, we yeah, enjoyed the experience. Right. Yeah, help me get through it at least. Speaking of your relationship with Brendan, yeah, talk to me about your shaving routine. <laughs> Is this a laser ad for you? <laughs> no, no, it's I mean inside the inside the house shaving. Yeah, bro, routine. look. Look, man, I'm a hairy guy. Yeah. I shave, I laser, I do everything I can to remove the hair off my arms, the hair, the hair off my chest, the hair off my back. I'm a hairy guy from here down, <laughs> right? Um, so for me, um, I needed someone to do my hair, bro. Mm. JC picked up the clipper and that guy does not know how to move a clipper. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro, but he didn't know how to. Brenton came in and he had a mad fade and the first thing I said to him was, bro, that's a sick fade. <laughs> and... 25 days in the house, bro. I get a hair haircut religiously every seven days. Yeah. So for me, when I see a fade that's got a that's got a, a sick fade, sideburns are looking a peaking, man, I knew this guy was going to be able to cut my hair. Look, I shaved his hair, I shaved his back, I shaved his ass. We just did everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Like, yeah, I, I trimmed his beard. Look, I picked up a clipper and I was like, bro, let me try. Mm. So I tried and... Looked pretty good. And then I gave him this shocking haircut, bro. It was an undercut. Oh, and I yeah. butchered it. The I, good old undercut. I butchered it, man. It wasn't a fade. I didn't have it. 
But yeah, bro, he shaved. He shaved my. Um, I shaved his head and he shaved my ass. So. Mm, it was good, good yeah, trade off. It was sick. It was sick. <laughs> you, you said something before as well that I, I, I want to ask you about. Oh, yeah. I may have been tipped off to ask you about. You have to figure it out for yourself. But you said you, you have a little bit of OCD. Yeah, bro. One thing. Let's unpack that. But one thing I want to know about is tell me about some of your rituals, like the direction you put your shoes in when you come yeah. in. A yep, yeah, yep. So, um, yeah, I I have little tendencies <laughs> yeah. that are, re- for example, my other one is when I eat. Before I eat, everything, ha- like when I sit down and I'm like, okay, let's let's eat, I have to put – like the the drink always has to be on the right hand side, yeah. and the chips have to be on the left. If I'm eating a burger, the sauce has to be next. Like there is, it's just it's particular things. My shoes in a certain direction. If I go in my room, um, and I've got a little chargey thing for my iPod thing. If it's not, there's so many. There's there's a couple things that tick me off, mm. right? Um, my workspace at work, like it's just being pedantic. It's being meticulous. It's it's probably not OCD, but it's just being Oh, there's little OCD tendencies doesn't mean you have – I'm the same. Like uh, everyone realizes with little weird things about me. Like, we're sorry, bro. We're sorry. The the, <laughs> the curtains behind you will be sitting here waiting for someone to come in and I'll, I'll fucking sit down. I'm like, I get up and fix them. Like, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. little things. But, yeah. hey, it's just part of uh, being a human being, right? Bro, it's being about – and you know what? It's People say it's the small things. Mm. Bro, it is. Yeah. It's the small things that can like – Yeah. The food one really gets to me. Like if everything's not open, like if I've ordered Thai and there's six dishes and whatever, if I haven't opened all six dishes and put the lid underneath and sit like put them next to each Mm. other, I can't eat Mm. or I get really agitated and I'm like, I can't, I can't eat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm weird. So speaking back to the relationships in the house, I've I've got a couple questions for you. Um, thinking of who you're in the house with this, this season, right? If you had to be locked in the house for one year with just one other person, who would you pick? Oh, and remember one day feels like a week. Yeah, I know, bro. Two drives up the wall. I couldn't, he'd piss me off too much. Um, probably Alicia or Brenton. Mm. They were they were really my two closest mates in the house. Yeah, Alicia or Brenton, and I could definitely, I think probably Brenton because he could cut my hair. Yeah, and then Alicia, yeah. Just Alicia couldn't entertain yourself. Yeah, yeah, give each other fades. Yeah, yeah. When, exactly. when you're feeling yeah. like you need to, you can yeah. pray Sorry, together. Alicia, because Brenton can cut my hair definitely. All right, same question, but instead of being locked in the house, mm. you need to survive in the wild with them for a year. Is it the same person? I don't oh, know how Brendan's no, going to be in surviving hell in the wild. Hell no, bro. Hell no. That guy, nah, no, no. chance. Um, all right. I'm thinking survival. I'm thinking I need to be out in the wilderness who's going to be able to, you know, make fire, catch stuff, be dirty and yeah. do all the – probably Dave. Dave. Yeah, Farmer Dave. Yeah. I reckon he'll be able to do all that Look stuff. Look after you. Yeah. Or even uh, Josh. Okay. Uh, Josh is Josh – is, um, he's got some pretty, pretty crazy – Pretty ca- crazy story. So you sacrificed the fade for the survival skills. Yeah, bro. Well, if I'm in the jungle, bro, I need someone who's going <laughs> to... At least you, you keep yourself warm with that. Yeah, exactly. Hair, man. It'll be a benefit. Jo- yeah, I reckon. Or even... Um, I reckon Taras, he's pretty switched on, yeah. man. I reckon he could survive in the wilderness. Some street smarts as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He looks like a nerd, but he's pretty switched on, that kid. Now, let me put put you on the spot here. Same same question. Locked in the house with someone for a year. Who would, who would be the last choice? Gabby. Gabby? Yeah, maybe not. Ah, she's so filthy. <laughs> oh, man. You didn't put me on the spot at all. Um, I can't deal with filthy, like, yeah. filthiness. Oh, well, no way. Mate, I, 
So there's, there was my area. Yeah. It was me, Alicia, and then just this pigsty. <laughs> Clothes, tea bags, orange peels, banana peels, chocolate wrappers, <laughs> all stacked under. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? No, I could not live with that. I could oh. not live with that. Just filthy. So what, what do you think the hardest part of the whole experience was for you? Not knowing what's happening on the outside world. Mm. Missing out, bro. Like, you're like, what day is it? Like, like, what are the people on the outside doing? Like, are they thinking about me? What's what's this person doing? What's that person doing? Um, yeah, just just and, and missing your family, missing your friends, missing your partner. Like, it's stuff like that, man. It's like, are they thinking about me? Are they not? Are they still alive? Like, like it's questions yeah. that go through your mind, right? So, and then also, you forget about the cameras, bro. You forget about them yeah. after day three or four. You forget about them. Um, so I think the cameras was easy. The gameplay, it's like, for some people, it was like, I really don't want to play the game because it was so intense. It consumed a lot of people. And, bro, it consumed me. Yeah. It consumed everything I did in the house. I was still myself. But everything I did, I was like, like, when I reacted to, like, to, to Taras nominating me, I did because... I was like, bro, stop. You're my friend, bro. Yeah. Like, stop nominating me, right? I reacted the way I did because I was like, bro, you told me you're not going to nominate me. Yeah. You told me on my team. And then you go and nominate me. Like, don't do it. Don't say anything if you're going to nominate me, right? Don't. So for me, it was like I was reacting to, 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 to real-life scenarios the way I would on the outside world. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I was the way I was. Um, but, yeah, in saying so, I think just thinking about the outside, thinking about what's happening in, like, in the outside world that they're missing out on. And, my, and I'm, I was missing my, my family, man. I was missing yeah. my family. What, what would have been on the flip side the most rewarding part of the experience? Ooh, rewarding. I'm not a patient person at all. And I think I learned to be a little bit more patient I've made some incredible friendships that I know will last a lifetime. Um, and I'm, and I think what's rewarding is that people saw me for me and I hope that resonates with them and they can be them for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the most rewarding thing. I'm a, like I was myself and yeah. I hope people can be like, I can be myself without being judged without people caring, just be yourself. And I hope that that's what people are thinking now. That's a good answer. I like that. I want to now move on to some questions about who is about Johnson and yep. life. Yep. Right. And the first one I want to ask you, particularly because of everything you've spoken about today, but it's what does family mean to you? Yeah. So my family is everything. Mm. And I actually get very emotional. Oh man. I get so emotional talking about my family. Big Brother knew when he was asking me some questions in there, what's going to trigger Johnson? And I knew he was going to ask about my family because my family mean everything to me, yeah. right? Mum, dad, and my brother. My brother's got five beautiful kids. Um, he got married 10 years ago. He's almost 40. And I love every single one of his kids, right? My parents are the world to me, man. 
the way that people speak about them and my grandparents who I never met besides my, my paternal grandmother is an honor. When I see an old woman at church and she sees me and she looks at me and she goes, you look exactly like your grandfather who I remember back in Iraq. It's like people know me because of my grandfather and love me without knowing me. These people already love me because of my family. So there's this, there's this precedence that my family have set to be loved, to be good people. And so that's just me being me and like giving a nod to my grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents and ancestors being like, cool, like this is, this is us. This is what we're doing here. You know, people respect us. People will remember us. And, you know, in our, in, you know, in my culture, there's, there's tribes. You're from different tribes. When people say who, they go, oh, yeah, you know, he's from that tribe and that's who he's from. And people go, good fam. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So for me, family is everything. Family is, you know, the reason why I go to work. Family is the reason why I do what I do. Family is the reason why I get up and, you know, I want to make my, I want to make my parents proud. And I know they are. Make my brother proud. And I want my niece and nephews and, you know, further down the track, I would love to have kids to look back and go, you know, dad or uncle Johnson or whatever was a good person. And people, 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 people look up to him. People love him and love our family. So I want that. I want to set that sort of tone for us. And I want to keep it consistent for who we are. Because who you are and the man you've become and are becoming is still a re representation of your family's legacy that you're representing now, not just your own. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Um, and you're right. Mm. You're right. And like, I refer back to like when, when old ladies come and grab my cheeks and they're like, Oh, you know, you're exactly right. From like my family's representation, people know who my grandparents were mm. and it's me representing them. So it's kind of like, you know, I've got, a, I've got a lot of pride in who I am and in, in where I've come from. So I lean into it and I love the fact that I lean into it and I encourage people to like lean into it as well. You know, if you're a little bit distant from your family or, you know, you feel a little bit distant from who you are, lean into it because it, it, it might bring you closer to who you are. And you here today, Johnson, what sets your soul on fire? <sighs> Happiness, bro. What sets my soul on fire is happiness and pure happiness, pure joy. There'll be moments in life where you're driving, where I'm, when I'm driving down and I see the water to my right and I can see my piccolo with one sugar on my left and I've got Who's That Girl by AVE cranking <laughs> and I'm like, bro, this is what life's about. Windows down, air flowing and I'm just like, this is incredible. That's what sets me, that's what sets my soul on fire. But also there's this adrenaline and this dopamine rush that I get when I achieve something at work. Mm. I'm a very competitive person and I know I'm good at what I do without blowing my own trumpet, bro. I know I'm good at what I do. When I, when I do something, there's this, there's this dopamine rush. There's this adrenaline rush and I'm like, oh. Let's go for round two. Let's do another one. Let's go for another one. When I have conversations with people who are business driven, who know what they want in life, you know, and who talk about finances and who talk about business structure and who talk about life, 
and what they want to achieve, right? That sets my soul on fire. Mm. I love these conversations. What people may not know about me is I've got a, I've got two degrees, one in engineering, but I also got a bachelor of business majoring finance. I don't talk about it, right? I love business, yeah. but it's something that I want to, that I haven't tapped into yet, right? And who knows? I'm 26. People say life doesn't start till after 30, 40, 50, bro. Who knows? I've still got my training wheels on and I can't <laughs> wait till these training wheels come off. Yeah. Because I might take off into something else. The corporate world, my own business. Who knows, bro? The whole mental health space. Exactly. The whole mental health space. I don't know. And That's I'm the okay exciting with... part, right? That's the exciting part. Yeah, bro. Something else that just clicked to me that was rewarding from the house. I used to be so controlling over every situation. I love micromanaging. And it's a trait that I that I love to hate. But I hate that I love it too. Coming out of the house, I had no control in there. I'm okay with not knowing anymore, with not knowing the end result, with not knowing the solution, with not knowing the answer, with not knowing what I need to do to get there. I used to need to know and now I'm like, nah, nah. Sometimes you don't need to know. Sometimes you just got to get your training rules on and do the now before you think about the later. There's, there's a freeness that comes with trusting the process. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. And I hated that. I hated that. I'm a process-driven person, but I need to know the end goal. Yeah. My mind is very math science-based, very logical. What, where am I ending up at? What's the bridge going to look like? Where do I need to put that beam? How, how much reinforcement in this column, right? Mm. That's how I think. I've, I think I've molded that and acquired this space in my brain and merge this space in my brain to think, hang on. Sometimes it's about that free-flowing opportunity to go, hey, the process. Mm. Remember the process. Mm. So I love that about me now. I love that about me now. And to date, what is, whether it be an achievement or just something else, what, what from your entire life, what moment or achievement are you most proud of? It would be hard... Oh, man, there's heaps. It'd be hard to look past making it to top three in Big Brother. Mm. I mean, going on a reality TV show is hard in itself. Even making it on. Yeah, making it on is hard in itself. Making it to the end, you know, taking out 18 other people, uh, making it to the end beating is hard. Brenton. Yeah, beating Brenton, your dog. <laughs> um, when I first became an uncle, that was pretty special. Mm. When my brother had his first, his first child, Audrey, um, then his second third and then his fourth and now his fifth like it's special every moment right yeah. but that first time you become an uncle you're like man that's pretty special mm. um i think every day bro every day is special and and i think that's why i'm in such positive like stead because i'm i've got that real positive attitude towards life mm. you can't look past the big brother experience and the top three journey mm. my brother's first kid and um, I don't know. I look forward to my own. See what happens. And on the flip side, what do you think one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome in life would be? Yeah, so I didn't really speak about this in the house and nor have I really spoken about it in general. Um, but my brother um, had cancer, right? Uh, he was young, 25, 26, my age now, bro. And... Um, yeah, he had cancer and it was hard. It was hard because dad was going through something similar, mm. right? So two people, mom, my brother and my dad, 
same thing. And um, mum held the fort and I was young. I was young and I was at school and I didn't know. And, you know, watching watching mum cry and dad cry and brother cry, like it was hard. But, um, I yeah, I think getting through that, I'm choking up, right? Because I, I, re- I look back and I'm like, that was a tough part of my life. Um, and I'm thankful for all the doctors. I'm thankful for the process. I'm thankful for the fact that, you know, we caught it early and he was able to have surgery and go through all the chemos and the radio, the therapies and all that sort of radiation, all that sorts of jazz. Because without him or them, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today, right? So that was probably the hardest part of my life. Um, yeah, as a family, as yeah. an immediate family that we had to deal with. You spoke about being able to want to give back to the mental health space and, and also that space in cancer care or research. <clears throat> what would you love to be able to do? Like, is that something that you want to be able to explore and give back to in, in, in your future? Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, the Sydney Children's Hospital um, in Westmead, up phone calls brenton and i funnily enough it's stuff like that people calling to speak to me to donate people picking up the phone calls to be like hey john's from big brother he's 500 bucks da, 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 da. and you hear people's stories and and my my bit would be my problem is i talk too much and when you're on the phone picking up phone calls yeah. they're like come on mate. yeah and you just chatting and my for problem is yes yeah, so how's your day going why are you calling what like what like what's your motive for calling yeah giving back um you know, and whether it be just, you know, throwing up on Instagram or actually raising funds or um, opening people's eyes to what it can do or what it has done to some people. Having those real conversations, whether it's cancer research, whether it's, you know, mental health, whether it's homelessness, it doesn't Mm. end, bro. Mm. It doesn't end, Mm. you know. Sydney, bro, take a walk through Redfern. Yeah. Right? We're not far from it. Mm. It's crazy. So. And um, another question I wanted to ask you is with engineering, is is this career, you know, you said you, you love the fact that you don't know what you'll be doing in five years, ten years. Like you may, you, you, you're happy to, you know, explore this fully, but there's so many other possibilities. With engineering, did you, was this something you always knew you wanted to do growing up? Yes and no. I actually started law. Okay. So I started law and I go, yeah, bro, this is not for me, eh? Yeah. Uh, then dad goes to me, I actually hated uni. Yeah. Yeah. So I hated uni and, and I started law and dad was like, I was like, dad, I'm dropping out. I'm dropping out. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. calm down. Yeah. What else do you like? And I was like, why did I choose law when I'm a logical thinker, Right. Engineering, science, maths, physics, that sort of base. You know what? Let's give this a go. And that was always that was that was always my first option. Yeah. But it was the pressure to do law. Uh uh. Do what you want to do, bro. I was the same. I I did law at uni. Yeah. And then I realized I I fucking hated it. Bro, shit, hey. Yeah, man. But I was I always thought I wanted to be a lawyer, but I thought I wanted to be a lawyer and did want to be a lawyer because of the opposite reasons to you. I hated math, science, physics, all that sort of stuff. I loved arguing with people, writing, really good at writing essays. You know, I thought you you fall in love with the idea of it and you get then you realize I gotta read hundred pages of contract law and I'm like, fuck it. I did drop out. I and I thought I'll go back. 
to doing, um, cause I was doing a double degree of law and commerce. I yep. was gonna just defer the rest of the year, come yep. back and just do the commerce degree. But I was so unhappy doing that. It, and I realized what my future could be if I follow along a path of doing what the outside people think you should do and taking the respectable job, you know, or being a lawyer, yep. it's such a, you know, everyone thinks it's a really good career. Yep. I should, I should follow that. And then that's when I, I started doing acting. Never did drama in my life. Um, but I'm just like, what's something I can do that don't worry about the prestige. Don't worry about how much money it can make me. What's going to be a fucking fun journey. I spent fucking six, six years acting man after that. So never went back to uni. So you can make it if you don't get a uni degree. hundred percent. Yeah. Do you regret it? No, not at all. Nice. I would, I would yeah. not know. I would have regretted not doing it. Yes. Otherwise, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Try things. Don't be, don't be afraid to try things yeah. because you can try things and then realize it's not for you and move on. But redirection isn't always a bad thing. It's, it's, it's a part of your journey. It's taking you closer to where you want to be, but it's just part of your experience. Mm. It's taking that leap. Hey, mm. it's just being like, I'm going to take this leap. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And, um, you did it, bro. Yeah. Do you think your life would have been heaps different? So different, man. Yeah. Why? So different. Like obviously <sighs> law is very different to what we're doing now. Yeah. Like, but I just, um, I'm not a very rigid person. Uh, freedom oh, okay. is, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. extremely important to me. Freedom to live on my own terms and do what I want as much as I, much as I can. And like uh, what something I've, I've always been a really hard worker and been able to achieve really great things. But one thing that I've never been able to do is I can't force myself to be in, interested in something I'm not. And if I'm not interested in something, I'm telling you, man, I'm going to be over. hopeless at it. Yeah. I'm going to be hopeless at it. If I'm being forced to do something against my will, mm. well, one, now I'm in a position of life. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. But previously in, 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 in roles in corporate and in school and stuff, when you, when I had to do it, I just did not get my best out. I don't, I don't, I don't see how it would have ever happened, man. Yeah. I would have rathered just fucking working at gym as a PT and have fun. Like the rather, like if rather than being in a corporate job or law that, that I hated. Yeah. Couldn't have done it. I couldn't even see myself doing it now. Yeah. Yeah, bro. There's so many, there's so many, like again, butterfly effect. If mm. you had what oh, would have happened. Exactly. Right. And you don't know, yeah. you don't know. Oh, like there's sometimes I'm, sometimes you go, do I just want to give maybe not this up? Cause you, you're, first of all, you're bloody good at it and mm. you enjoy it. Right. Love it. But sometimes you're like, shit, like, what else is there? What can I do? Yeah. Like, bro, the opportunities in this country are endless, bro. So much. They're endless. And it's almost a little bit distracting. Very. Because there's so many opportunities. Sometimes you just want to be like, no, no, put your blinkers on, stay in lane 24 and just simmer. Just do what you need. Yeah. When you take those blinkers off, bro, and you look, you're like, shit. Yeah. There's so much that I could do. But I'm very much torn between both. I currently have about four or five different projects I'm involved yeah. in. And I love that. But also at the same time, I can't wait. And over the next few years, things will start to simplify in terms of my life and what I've got on. Mm. I do love being able to express myself in all these different ways and be involved in all these different projects. But there's also, there's this energetic pull and the traction and momentum you build when you do have the blinkers on and you're focusing on one main thing is so powerful. Yeah. So I, I do love the idea of being able to do that. And if it was going to be one thing, it would be this, it would be podcast, yeah. but I have multiple podcasts, different yeah. types of guests. Yeah. One thing as well that I've really realized over the last probably, you know, when since the Olympics, do you remember the Olympics was on last year, peak yeah. COVID, yeah. we're all in yeah. lockdown, yeah. working from home. And something I, I realized is like, I don't know why I drifted away from it. 
since I got into business and stuff, I used to look at sport was a waste of time, but I realized I fucking love sport, man. I appreciate it. And I was, I was watching the Olympics, which was on in the middle of the day because it was in wherever it was, and I wouldn't be working. And I would feel a little bit guilty that uh, I'm in the middle of a work day. I'm this hardworking person. That's mm. what I do. I have a business, blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching sport in the day. And then I realized something that made me happier as a person. It's like, I realized, okay, what, if, if I'm not going to watch the Olympics now, which is on once every four years, that Australia swimming for these medals, yep. whatever, I'm, I'm, this is excited. I'm fucking so passionate about it. I can give this up for what? I can sacrifice doing something I really love doing right now and put in the work so one day I can be in a position where I can do the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. But if it's something I would do, want to do with my time, if I had all the money in the world, why would I sacrifice it now to maybe get in a position to do it in the future? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And it's about cho- like it's about the decisions you make today. Choice, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we do what we do today to give ourselves choice later on in life, yeah. or make ourselves happy later on. Mm-hmm. And so you made that decision because you wanted to have choice. Yeah. You wanted to have freedom back then when you go, no, no, I'm not doing this degree anymore. Yeah, right. You made that decision. That was a choice that you made to have more choice, freedom, and real happiness, joy. Mm. What, right? What sets your soul on fire is this, yeah. bro. Yeah. This. T- this these conversations yeah, explain uh, talking about what people what makes people yeah. tick purpose like passions you yeah, know P- the, the process how you get through certain challenges how you what's been the best day of your life yeah. what's been the worst day of your life how did you navigate that on a personal level on a mental yeah, health level all that sort of stuff yeah but i love i love how passionate you are about what you do mm. and about how passionate you are about speaking uh freely and openly about business about mm. uh freedom about uh choice and happiness and uh, life, money, love, right? So yeah, exactly. I love that. Uh, there's a – I love listening to another guy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so do I. Uh, he's a um, – uh, Dean, Dean Graziosi. Yeah, yeah. And he talks about push and pull, right? Mm. I'm a massive podcast fan, right? Yeah. Push and pull. He talks about people that you pull, that you attract, that uh, – a battery charges, then there's people that you push away, right? Battery drainers, the people that suck the energy out of you in life. And so it's about finding the people that are going to charge your battery and be be next to you and by your side when you're making decisions like you have mm. and sticking to those people and doing more of those things and enjoying those parts of your life and pushing away, right, those battery drainers in your life. It's hard, bro. There's people in your life, I guarantee ya, that you would have been like, bro, they're draining the hell out of me. They're draining me, but I just need to piss them off. Yeah. Right? You, you, like you love them, but sometimes you just need to push them away, bro. Yeah. And that's the push. Oh, sorry. That's the pull, bringing in those people who are battery chargers and pushing away mm. those battery drainers, man. And it's that, on that balance of the push-pull. Yeah. Pro- probably my favorite podcaster, Stephen Bartlett, Diary yeah. of a CEO. Yeah, yeah. And something that he said, and every time he, it comes up every now and then in conversation and every time I hear him say it, it makes more sense to me. And essentially he was saying like the whole point of life is the purpose is like, uh, going after meaningful goals, um, with surrounded by the people I love, like going after like a meaningful fucking achievement. So you have those big goals, but surrounding yourself with the people that you're going to enjoy the process with. It's really that simple, man. Like when you boil it all down, it's really that simple. We can overcomplicated at times, mm. you know what I mean? And that's when you get all that head noise in. But if you can strip it down to, okay, what are some key things I want to achieve in my mm. life? 
And who do I value? What relationships do I value? How can I surround myself with people that make me feel good and want to come along on my journey with me and, and we can support each other in our goals and not be dragging each other down or when someone's having a level of success, having that jealousy or envy towards them. Mm. Yeah, bro. Bang on. Bang mm. on. And it's, yeah, just surrounding yourself by good yeah. people, bro. I couldn't have said any better. Right, we got to we got to start wrapping up. We've been on for now twenty. I do have what? a bunch of other questions. I know, I know, bro. What's I going know, on around here? Let's. I want to get through some, some right. fun questions Rapid at the end. Fire, um, first random question. Yeah, bro. Fight a time machine. Yep. And I could say, Johnson, you can go back to any moment in the past yep. or forward to any moment in the future. What moment would you go to and why? Um, what moment? Yep. In time, it'd be pretty stock standard of me to give you, I'd go back to, um, but uh, like back to the finale, back to the, I wouldn't go back to that. I would, um, I'd actually go back as you get older, right? You cherish those years back at school. Da, da, da. So would it be year 10 or would it be when I have my first kid? Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to be a father. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so it's whether, you know, being a father or um or going back to year ten, hitting yeah. the good old high school certificate again. <laughs> Just start it all over again, man. That was sick. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that. What, what, right. what we're gonna do now that might take five minutes. Yep. Uh we're gonna play uh, a game of Would You Rather. Yep, let's go. So this is Would You Rather with Johnson Ashak. Right, go. first one. Yep. Would you rather have a time machine or a teleporter? Uh teleporter, let time do its job. Yep. All right, next one. Would you rather be able to control animals or be able to see into the future? Same to the future. Nice. Would you rather go back in time to meet your ancestors or go to the future and meet your great great grandchildren? Oh, bro. I would probably choose my ancestors. Yeah. Yeah, bro, because that is where I've come from. Yeah. And right now, Assyrians don't have a country. So I would love to go and see those people. Um who today got me to like, yeah. who, like who I am. So yeah. ancestors. I would pick that as well. Yeah. And just to see where you came from, like the generations past who you've been able to know or even yeah. hear about. So yeah. interesting. And to my grandchildren who are watching this, sorry. Sorry, in the future. Well, that's it. <laughs> they the can future, watch back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bro. Yeah, bro. Um, all right. This one's a little bit morbid, but a little bit scary. But mm. would you rather know, and it's not would you want to know, I wouldn't want to know either. But if you had to know one, would you rather know the date of your death or the, or the cause of your death? And have to live with that knowledge. The date or cause. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? Mm. I'm not scared of death. Mm. It's really weird. Yeah. And I have these conversations with all my mates and they're like, bro, you're so weird. I am not scared of death. <laughs> and it's this free feeling that because I've got faith, whether mm. it's faith, whether it's you believe in a cardboard box mm. or you believe in what I believe in, once – I'm not scared of it. So I would probably choose um, the cause. Yeah. Because the date doesn't matter to me. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right, a few more to go. <clears throat> would you rather go to jail for a crime you didn't commit uh -huh. or someone else go to jail for a crime you committed? Oh. Um, oh, I wouldn't survive in jail, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't survive. Um uh, Brendan's I, a big boy. Send him in there. Yeah, boy. yeah, he's a big boy. We'll sort it out. Yeah, don't drop the soap, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, nah. Oh, the guilt. The guilt would kill me, man. Exactly. The guilt would kill me. But, jeez. The beach, coffee. Oh, 
look, I'm going to be selfish. Yeah. I'm going to be selfish, bro. I said someone else is. Sorry, yeah, bro. The, no, it's it's honest answer. Yeah. It's honest answer. Said someone else, I'm going to go to jail. All right. These ones are going to start getting a little bit sillier as we go. Yeah. Um, would you rather have to always have a mullet haircut or a ponytail hairstyle? I can't grow either because I don't have any hair at the back of my head. Um, but probably a ponytail because <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to grow a ponytail. Uh, all right, next one. Um, would you rather live a life and you could never use air conditioning or you could never use deodorant? Pro same. Yeah. <laughs> either way, you're. Fucked. Oh, bro, I hate smelly people. Um, yeah. Oh, but I hate being hot. Yeah. Okay. Bro, scent is so important to me. Bro, I hate people who smell souls. Like, yeah. get some deodorant. Oh, it, gets, it gets to me as well, man. Yeah, no, nah, I, yeah, you need deodorant in life. So just do deodorant and then you'd have to move somewhere. Yeah, cold, just do bro. this. Just do this, bro. <laughs> just do this. Oh, all right, this one's a little bit fucked up. Okay. Would you rather chew your own toenails or somebody else's fingernails? I know where my feet have been. <laughs> I don't know where people's hands have been, but they're pretty chat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. I'd, I'd have to go my own toenail. Yeah, I don't think I could reach him. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah, got no flexibility in my If hips. I could. <laughs> All right. A um, couple more and we're done. Sweet. Would you rather be forced to listen to the same 10 songs on repeat for the rest of your life or only watch the same five movies? Bro, I listen to the same ten, same ten songs anyway. Sweet. Yeah, bro. EVE, Fifty Cent, Beyonce, Michael Jackson. That's all I listen to. You bro. just need the one playlist. It's chat. It's actually disgusting. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. So the second last one. Would you rather drink ketchup through a straw or eat mayo with a spoon? I eat mayo with a spoon. Mate, these questions are built for you. Bro, I eat mayo with a spoon. Anyone that knows me knows that I add mayo to everything. Mm, any type of mayo. Any type of mayo. Pre I prefer garlic mate, like garlic yeah. aioli mayo. Yeah, yeah. And I add it to everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. People who know me since my childhood know that Johnson adds mayo to everything. <laughs> good answer. Yeah, all, good. Right. all right. Sauce, it's not that bad, yeah. eh? These are easier than I expected. Yeah. All right. Last one, and this is probably the worst one. Would you rather have to announce every time you're going to fart or every time you fart is extremely loud? Like how loud are we talking? Like, like, like loud, loud. Like right? if we're all sitting here working, yeah. everyone here hears and looks up. Like what just happened? Probably announce that I have to fart. Can I tell you why? Yeah. Because, because I can pull myself out, yeah. whisper it, and walk back and be like, "Sod voice." Oh, all right. And last one, um, not a would you rather, but if you had to go on, or if you got to go on another reality TV show, it wasn't Big Brother again. What yeah. do you think you'd go on? Um. Probably Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, bro. Celebrity Apprentice. Um, I've, I think the hustle. I think I've got the hustle. Yeah. I know I've got the hustle. Yeah. Um, Celebrity Apprentice. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Mm. Would be absolutely sick to do as well. Um, and one that would absolutely challenge me would probably be SAS. And I know you're looking at me going, you're a fat bitch. I'd never want to do that. That's too much, man. I know. And I, bro, I know, but I want to challenge myself. Mm. So for me, it's like, being told what to do in an environment that I wouldn't like yeah. and I'd have to mentally and physically prepare for it, I'd, I would love to show people that outside from that Johnson that you saw in Big Brother, there's this other Johnson that has that mental grit. And the growth you would get yeah, out of that man. experience would yeah, be absolutely. unbelievable. Absolutely. All right, Johnson, man, oh, I appreciate you. It's gone almost an hour and a half and it felt like a second. Bro. Before we wrap up, for anyone that wants to find more info on you, if they don't already follow you, yep. where's the best place everyone can uh, get in touch if they want? Yes, yeah, sweet. Probably the Could You Bay 
Or the Coogee <laughs> Pavilion. One of the two. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Instagram, bro. Yeah. Hit me up. Johnson Ashak, at me, Instagram me, hit me up. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you got anything, I'm I'm so open to any sorts of conversations. I actually try and filter through everything, which is hard. So wait your turn, take a ticket, but I'll get to you. Yeah, epic. All right, thanks again, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. You're a legend, Enjoy your bro. weekend. Thanks for coming thanks, in. The bro. best Big Brother guest so far. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> thanks, bro. Appreciate Love you, bro. Thanks, appreciate boys. it. Sick, bro. All right, there we go. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, could you please do me a quick favor and hit the follow or subscribe button? I honestly appreciate it more than you know. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.